Couch is intended for entertainment purposes only. The subjects, anecdotal scenarios, and materials contained herein are by no means intended to be substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician or a qualified health professional for any questions you may have about your health. Never disregard professional medical or healthcare advice because of something you heard on this show. Playboy Plus does not recommend or endorse any specific medical professional, procedure, product, opinion, or alternative healthcare method. If you think you are having a medical or psychiatric emergency, call 911 immediately. Young. 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 I kind of want to do this. I kind of want to try this. And maybe you'd want to try it with me. Sexy. So, think about this. Are you wanting to open your relationship, or are you wanting to open your legs? Legs, legs, legs. Provocative. Everybody thinking, fuck, everybody loves this, so let's all just do it, do it, do it, do it. We're the professionals that are here to help you tackle your bedroom dilemmas. The Couch. Playboyradio.com Playboy Radio, PlayboyRadio.com. Welcome to the couch. I'm Sam, as always, joined by two of the loveliest sex experts in town, Dr. Cat, Jessica J. Ladies, how's it going? Super. Going well. This is the place that you turn to have some of the hottest young sex experts talk you through some of your dirtiest bedroom dilemmas. You want to be a part of the show? Hit us up, 855-PLAYBOY, 855-PLAYBOY. We are also on Twitter. Dr. Cat, where can they find us? At Playboy the Couch. And, you know, that is also... Our Instagram. Yes. So, you know, we try to keep everything as concise as possible for you at Playboy the Couch. You can find us on across all social media on that. It was I'm still in the afterglow of the whole conference a couple weeks ago, so excuse me, forgive me, but <laughs> get over it. It's over. It's such a great it's energy. It's over. You have to let it go. Let Sam. it go. Let it, let it go. I know. Yes. I know. Like that Disney song. It's like uh, actually I was singing the afterglow of sex, you know, where you're just like <laughs> feels so good. I feel so loved. Yeah. But it's time. But then you go and get more sex. Yeah. Well, which Chicago? There you go. That's right. Chicago. We got it coming up uh, April 1st through the 3rd. Catalyst Con East 2016. We hope to see all of you there. Yes. Now, you know, we keep our ears to the ground on all things sex. And I heard one of the craziest sex stories I think I may ever hear in my entire life. I'm ready. I love sex stories. Okay. Prepare yourself. Brace yourself here. Okay. There was a woman in England, a British woman who was recently found guilty of have of duping her best friend into having sex with her while she was posing as a man using a fake dick. Wait, wait, wait. What? Wait. That doesn't even make sense. Here, let, what let do you mean found guilty? Was that the charge of everything you just <laughs> like said? Like she went to court right? for this? You no. are guilty for being posing as a man. What? Like Five counts of sexual assault oh she was found God. guilty for. No way. Get out of yeah. town. Now she dressed up as a man, posed as a man, came up with a story that was easily accepted by this poor lady. And oh no. And she would have her best friend wear a blindfold while they were having sex and while they were having sex she was using a fake dick. Oh, so she like Wait. seduced her. She tried. Yeah, she, she still seduced, seduced her, her as a man. Oh my god! I'm so confused. Do, so when you meet 
up together to have said sex. Is the person already blind voted? Yeah, no, she's blindfolded. She's okay, so the- I'm picturing it like this. Like, Dr. Cat, you dress up as a dude, okay. and you're like, girl, hey. I'm like, hi. <laughs> and then I fall in love with you, and then we go to bed, and you're like, girl, you just got to put on a blindfold. I'm like, okay. Is okay. that what happened? Yeah, that's exactly yeah? what happened. Like, really? They had Wait. sex 10 times. Oh, okay, I, uh, I don't get this, because usually when you have sex, you're feeling on the other person. Did she not feel that she had boobs? Uh, or a strap on. Okay. Or yeah. a body that was very shapely like a woman. I I don't get it. But like, it. okay, I'm thinking that this chick is like tied up starfish and then yes. blindfolded. So yes. Like, starfish. I don't, I don't think what? she was tied up. I think she was just blindfolded. And then finally, in the middle of like the 10th time of doing it, she takes the blindfold off and sees her best friend How do you banging do that? her with a fake dong. 10 she- times. Ten fucking times. Ten Let's times. think about that. Ten times you're like, okay, just fucking blindfold me again. Like, again. <laughs> like, again. Oh, my God. Now, Shame on her. And yeah. women, wait, 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 wait. And women, wouldn't they thrust differently than men? Oh, they That's do. what I'm thinking. They definitely I'm not do. sure. I'm not hmm. sure. I got, I've I, I've never been thrusted by a woman. <laughs> I've been say. thrusted by a woman with a strap on and it's not the same. They really? Get, yeah, they Thank get tired you, really easily. Thank you. Yeah, it's just not the same. Now, the lady uh, who was found guilty used the excuse that she had been, or he, had been in a car accident and had a brain tumor that left him self-conscious about <gasps> his body. Bizarre. Okay, let me tell you, if I was a girl and I met a dude who was like as fucking cool as my best friend and then he said this story, I'd be like, oh my God, that's so romantic. And I would let him blindfold me. I would, <laughs> you know? I can imagine feeling the uh, feeling the boob and be like, oh, that's a scar from the, <laughs> from the accident. You know, that doesn't... That's, that's a scar a- I got implants. <laughs> it just so happened I got brain damage and implants. I have man boobs. Oh, I don't God. know. I'm trying to come up with how you but would like, cover for this. Let's think about this. If, you're, if you met a man <laughs> who had all the qualities of your best girlfriend, you know what I mean? I'd be like... Okay, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, the connection, the yeah. and the excuse that the person she used the name Kai Fortune, by the way, which is a great, great porn star name. Wow. Kai Fortune. Yeah. So she said the main reason why she did it was because she knew her better than anyone else, and that the friend oh wanted to God. hide her sexuality because she thought like she's obviously into women, and she wanted to hide the sexuality part by posing as a man to make it seem like it was something that wasn't oh as big. God. Apparently, she had a lot of shame behind that. Aww. The judge thought differently and found the other person guilty of sexual assault. Well, I, th- I agree. I agree. That's that is, um that's fraud. That's without consent. Yes, I'm not consenting to a woman dressed up as a man with brain damage and a fake penis and now I'm blindfolded. That is not what I'm consenting to. Even if I find out it's my best friend Jess. I mean, right? Like what? it would be so weird. <laughs> like oh my god, you were supposed to take off that blindfold. <laughs> Girl, put that back on. Can you imagine that moment? I, like oh holy shit. <laughs> He's so mortified. Oh my god! Wait, it's you, and it's with that 
What? Yes. <laughs> that's so uh. wrong. I feel very bad for her. Oh, God, I do too. Uh, like, I would definitely, you know what? I would probably press charges too. I would, yeah. Uh, there's no other way you can look at it. It's yeah. something that, yeah, she had to do what she had to do. And it's obviously, like kind of rape. Obviously, there was something missing mentally between the heads of somebody involved in that whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Except that's your best friend. Yeah, it's like when yeah. you go to a bed, go to oh. bed with a guy and you find out he's actually unemployed. It's like, what? That's not your boat? <laughs> Like, that's messed up, right? <laughs> Jess, so messed up. It is really messed up. <laughs> Tell us about that story, Jess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> please. No, I'm just saying it's the same thing. Men, stop lying. Ladies, definitely don't lie to fuck your best friend. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> With a strap on. <laughs> With a strap on, no less. With uh. a strap on. Seriously, that, that it's... I was actually having this conversation the other day, um, or today. Um, somebody was saying that, like, if you... If a woman is sleeping and you start going down on her, it's not rape. But a woman, if a woman is sleeping and you start having sex with her, that's rape. What? Wait. What where do you think about that? that? Where does it say? I don't know. One of my friends, like that's his opinion. His? Oh, opinion? that's his yes. opinion. I was yeah. thinking this was said, written. No, somewhere. no, no. But then I, well, I thought about it. if I woke up and somebody was going down on me, I'd be like, it must be my birthday. <laughs> but if I woke up and somebody's having sex with me, you bet your ass, like shit would get real. Well, it's interesting a guy would offer that perspective because really yeah. it's something that you can't. There's no way that you can determine a person's level of comfort with having yeah. with oral sex. Right. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Like yeah. for me personally, I'm on board with you. If yeah. uh, if I wake up with my dick in a mouth, that's a ha- that's a Are great alarm. Are you happy? Alarm. Are you that's happy? A, that's like the best alarm clock in the world. <laughs> but there are people that may have been traumatized by oh, yeah. oral sex. Exactly. So like Absolutely. In, you know, instead of you feeling like, yeah, that's a great thing. Some people may be vi- like I've known people and I've worked right. with people actually who have had that traumatic experience oh, okay. where someone mm-hmm. was down on them when they were asleep and they woke up and that was a seriously a oh, huge goodness. violation that, that traumatized them from all oral sex. Oh. They became just completely they became completely adverse to oral oh, sex gosh. on them even when they were totally awake to the point where they couldn't they they would not be able to achieve orgasm it actually became a huge turnoff to them sexually yeah. oh, to have no. someone go down and i have some girlfriends who have told me that mm-hmm. they don't like getting head i've heard that too from so, girls from girls yeah 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 me too but why ugh tongue in my vagina I best think- thing better than ice cream like, that's how great it is. But yeah. there's so many messages, too. Like, oh, my God, am I? do I smell weird? Do I taste yeah, weird? Yeah, that's do I, true. You know, maybe my partner sucks at it. And I don't mean literally sucks. <laughs> I mean, blows. I mean... Whatever he's doing do with his job. mouth, it's not right. It's not effective at oral it sex. Do the job. mouth is ineffective. The ABCs with your tongue. Oh God, is a great place, a great way to go. I was gonna say, if you don't know what you're doing, yeah, just alphabet. try it out, boys. Just try it out. Explain the alphabet again, because you're a little. Like, no, like, I know, what is I, this technique I know you the speak alphabet of? technique, but it, we need to describe it for <laughs> our audience. Like, well, yes, for the audience. Quite, quite frankly, it for doesn't sound as good rolling off of my tongue as it would as. For the audience, Sam's over there bracing himself. He's like, describe this. Got his pen and pad. (laughs) Tell me this technique. Put the Kleenex box down, Sam. Put the Kleenex box down. Um, And I'm not alphabet technique is when you use your tongue and trace the alphabet A B C D E F G with your tongue around her clitoris, around her vagina. 
in and around you, and you, all. Yes, yes, yeah. please keep talking. I would just get stuck on M. Well, you can also do that too. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Kat, for clarifying that Sam is allowed to M all day. Permission. <laughs> Permission granted. granted. You get your M's on, Sam. All right. Thank you very much. I will. You know what? This reminds me. Okay, so remember, uh, I think it was last week where I talked about I really want to have sex with this dude. And I kind of just. You're in love with? No, what? not that guy. <laughs> oh. Oh, don't remind me. Anyway, so I like was I don't want to say I was throwing at my throwing myself because that makes me feel uncomfortable. But I jumped in this dude's bed naked like five times, and every time he jumped right out as if like. Now wait, did he go to a different bed every time, or he just jumped? Okay, into that here's one and how it happened. Him? Here's how it happened. I jumped in his bed naked one time. He opens the door. There I am, butt ass naked, like hi. And he like closes the door and leaves. And then, <laughs> as if that's not <laughs> message enough, right? Thanks, man. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm gonna do it again. Let's see what happens. So this then time. the next morning, I jump in his bed. And I'm naked, and he wakes up, looks at me, runs out of the room, <laughs> and and then that night. Again, Again, I jump in his bed naked and he just refuses to come into the Who room. Who are you? Can we just not? But anyway, so I was telling my one friend this. <laughs> I was telling my one friend this and I was like, yeah, you know, like I'm, uh, you know, I tried making a move. He wasn't feeling it. He's like, well, did you, you know, you were in the bed with him sleeping. Like, did you, did you cuddle up next to him? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, you guys, you know, you, you had some drinks, like you were dancing. Did you, did you make a move to kiss him? I was like. No. So to me, to, then he was like, well, then you didn't make a move. I was like, I did make a move. But so now I'm sitting here like, what the fuck did I do wrong? What should I have done? But it's just, I don't know. I don't think girls, I don't know. I just, I don't think I should take the final penetration plunge. You know? Which is interesting because don't you work with a lot of guys? I work with, I tell all the men to do it. I don't want to have to do it. You know, <laughs> I tell them to do it because I hope to dear God that men will do it to me because I don't uh -huh. have to do it. There you go. But there is that <sighs> real thin line between a guy like being a little creepy about it and like really a lot of times with sex, women, guys are going to feel a lot more comfortable if the woman is the one initiating it. Yes. But in my mind, I initiated it. Bro, I'm in your bed naked. Like, bro. Did you grab his dick at all? That's rape. That's why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> that's why you that's have to rape. ask. I'm not going to ask. Can I touch your peen? Like, that's so awk. Like, and you being be naked in his bed wasn't? Okay, but that was like cute because I was like pretending to sleep. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Oh, God. He what? can't. He come, can't come at you because you're sleeping naked. Okay, but I was like <laughs> cooing to show that I was like not fully asleep yet. Guys, that's my move, okay? The naked man is my move. Like from how I met your mother. Yes, yes. yes. Come in, be I, naked. Wait for the next yes, response. Yes, I can't be the one. You have to do something now, men. You know? And I had the same conversation with my girlfriend today who was trying to, you know, talk to this guy. And he just wasn't doing it. And, like, girls are just sitting here like, Where, where's the move? Wait, wait, wait. Whoa. How incredibly confusing we are to men right now. No, I think I'm very clear. <laughs> I think yeah, I'm very clear when yeah, I'm sleeping yeah, yeah. naked in your bed. Cooing. Cooing. <laughs> oh, I was doing these like, oh, But cool. we, so we have these messages and we're like, let women be strong. Let women yes. be assertive. Yeah. Respect women. Don't touch me. Stay away until yeah. I say, okay. And then we say, men, Make a move. come get me. Yeah. Make a move. That's hot. Yeah. Hit on me. Yes. I'm available. Oh, God, I'm yes. I'm naked. Dr. Cat, you want to blindfold me <laughs> later? <laughs>
I think I got a strap on yes. in my purse. Well, you better know how her rhythm is, just saying. That's very <laughs> thrusting true. rhythm apparently is a little is different. This, wait, wait, wait. Is I this promise. consent? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, I promise this is consensual. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm still cool with that dude. I said, hey, bro, it's cool. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna wanna fuck you every time I look at you, but it's your dick, you know? It's your dick and your maybe, decision. And that's maybe cool. you should start with naked spooning. Okay, Dr. Cat. Yes. yes. <laughs> with his consent. But guys, right? that's that's a bigger right? move than my move. Do you wanna be a big spoon? I don't think that's I don't wanna bridge you that could. gap of the touch gap. Yeah, that's that's where I was. I was like, I don't wanna bridge that gap. I think you should just reach across the bed and just Stop. poke him. Just guys. poke him. And then giving me ideas. He may have some size and performance issues. Yeah, thank you. I know men have. I hate saying it, but there's a lot. My clients say it all the time. Yeah. Anyways, I hate saying it. There's a lot of things. Yeah, it could be one of the. That's a very real thing. Men have performance anxiety, like Dr. Cat was saying, and just couple that with this girl judges men on their performance. Yeah. You know. So I'm not mad at you, bro. If you're listening, she just wants to still want that D. I'm coming for you. Well, that is actually a good segue. Your story Great is seriously segue. a silky smooth segue, Great segue. to our, our guest that we have. As always, we have an anonymous guest joining us here on the couch. Talk about their dilemma, their sexual issue, or their dating relationship issues with us. And this week, we have Mermaid joining us. Mermaid, Mermaid. thank Yay. you so much. Here, come on over here. She even has beautiful red hair like Ariel. Aww. Oh, yeah, that is, that is perfect. Totally, I do. That's very ironic. Very cool. So, Mermaid, what brings you in to the couch today? Um, well, I think the previous conversation is like a perfect segue. Um, so I'll go out with somebody like a couple times, say, especially like the more emotionally invested I get, like the worse I analyze and, you know, the more I think I'm screwing it up. Oh, no. So <laughs> Performance anxiety. Um, there you go. Girls have like, it, too. emotional performance anxiety. Mm, okay. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. So, um... I'll, I've had sometimes like maybe where they'll seem to be like less interested or they'll disappear. And I, I definitely, I don't want to like sort of make the move in the sense of like, okay, I know it's been a week, but like, where is it going? And I don't want to be dramatic and I don't want right. to come across as desperate yeah. or like initiate that I want to hang out with you again. Or right. mm. can we talk about this? Because I think I have like this stereotype in my head that if I start getting into that, I don't want it to come across as like dramatic or desperate. You don't want to be like needy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But even though I'm sitting at home, like, Spewing in it, yeah, bothering me. <laughs> but then it's like the signals get really mixed, and I am genuinely confused. And then I'm like, I don't know whether to bring it up, and how do I bring it up in a way that's like super still cool and nonchalant? Mm-hmm. But it's like too soon, and it just gets so over analytical. And, and do I keep you investing, get so, yeah, or do I back off? Okay. Totally, because it's like if he's like backing off, do I back off? And what should, did he just like change his mind overnight? And like, that and then do you thing? like tell yourself, "Girl, don't text him." Yes, yes, but then like six hours later, I do. You know, <laughs> and you send an emoji with a winky face and a heart, yeah. and you're like, well, I, I love you. Of, like, it was Marry actually me. really funny. I totally will do like I'll send like the poop emojis because <laughs> I'm like, oh my I don't God. Know. I'm like I'm just like, still want to be funny. That's how I handle that. <laughs> Did you know that the poop emoji and the ice cream emoji are the same thing, but brown? For real. I did know yes. that. Damn, I gotta look at my That's emojis. That's so telling better. about life. Now you're gonna. <laughs> it very much is. It Every is. Every time. Okay, yeah, so you so say the, that you um you start seeing these guys and you don't know what to do next. That's what you said. Yeah, because so. like especially if it becomes where I. 
I don't because you know the first date's pretty easy for me. Even like the might ask me out again, maybe even for a third time, and I have repeatedly have them kind of back off like the same excitement sort of dwindles Hmm. so and they seem like they don't talk to me as much or I don't know there tends to be like a shift Mm -hmm. so I don't know I get very like what am I doing how am I creating that was I too easy to get like you know that kind of a lot of responsibility on yourself Yeah. yeah So, and then I sometimes, yeah, most of the time it just, it never amounts to anything. It never becomes a relationship, but Mm. yeah, so. So where does sex come into play with all these guys? Um, it just, it kind of depends on the person. Mm -hmm. Um, some, some people I've been like instantly attracted to and for a while I was kind of making up like, oh, if I get too sexual too fast, it'll create disinterest. Mm. Uh Some, it's taken me like. I've just been open to getting to know them and kind of the sexual attraction comes later. Uh Um, So, yeah, it really varies. But when does the penetration come in? (laughs) That's like, that's a whole other conversation for me. Huh. Yeah, because um, I'll totally go there. Um, I actually have like a thing where um, I have involuntary muscle spasms. Vaginismus. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I have trouble with that and I like go to physical therapy for it so uh-huh. wow. sometimes I think that has been a so I it'll eventually subside mm-hmm. but it's not there yet so it makes penetration kind of impossible um yes so, so are you not having sex so let, let's talk about all the guys down the line okay so have you not had sex with any of them I have but like not well oh. or painfully oh. so that's why it doesn't happen very often oh. So sometimes, I don't know, I, I have a hunch that that has been a turnoff for some. Some have been, like, fine and are, like, willing to work with me. So there, it does always come up, like, in the conversation. Like, when it gets to that point, I'm like, oh, by the way, uh-huh. here's mm. this thing that I, like, can't do. Right. <laughs> yeah. wow. So it makes when- it, it adds more complication to the fire. I can imagine. And that's such a vulnerable space to go and share that yeah. with somebody uh, especially somebody that you're interested in and you're not sure whether how they're going to receive it. Mm-hmm. Um, how long into getting to know this these people do you say that? Um, it actually mostly, do, I don't say it unless, well, historically it's actually just been like right in the moment when they're kind of like, all right, like I'm ready to go there. and The pain is coming. In, yeah, and I'm like, so <laughs> to me I see that and it's just anxiety inducing. <laughs> Uh, which actually can make vaginismus even worse because yeah, your body has it's to like be self-fulfilling. Uh-huh. So it's yeah. So sometimes they've been like, okay, cool. Like I've heard of that. Um, that's fine. Sometimes I think that's part of the, like they've stopped talking to me over it. So um, which perpetuates your feeling that it's my fault. Yeah. So it definitely adds to it. Mm-hmm. That, that was actually the question I was going to ask is, has there been any times, because there have been, you said there have been people who have been very accepting of it and willing to work with you on it, but have there been times that people have, you know, I, I can understand people saying, well, you know, not my thing, they back away, but have there been any times that you've been shamed over it? No, not that I'm aware of. Um, I've never had anyone actually, like, insult me for it or made me feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. I think there's been, like, disappointment 
like you know they're obviously well, were like it's not dang I was like DTF right now and I'm like sorry yeah <laughs> so I think there's definitely been sort of that moment of like uh but I like really want to do you and I'm like sorry yeah so. okay so they're about so the peen is out and it's coming at you and yeah. then you're like no sorry yeah. and then then what happens from there um again it depends on the person I've mm-hmm. had different reactions some have been like okay I feel like I've heard of that I didn't so you like it can't do it and I'm like well it can sometimes but it's never pleasurable so it's oh usually it proceeds to like a conversation. Yeah, okay, so a conversation good. happens. Yeah, usually not like oral. Um, what? I'm, well, I <laughs> listen. If a penis can't oh, go in my vagina, oh, oh. so like they go down on her. Yeah, either well, they yeah, go down on you, or you go down on them. I'm just, I'm wondering. Well, yeah, that happens oh, it does. obviously okay. because I can't like you know I'm still human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to do yeah. nothing. No, because from what you were saying, I was picturing, oh, we can't go in. Now let's sit and put our clothes back on and have a discussion. Oh, no. no. I mean, okay. no, okay. not to that extent. They're um, naked spooning and they're yeah, having this yeah, conversation. Exactly. Right? When I undress yes. and get in their bed. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. She's Big Spoon? Yes. You know? Oh, love it. Yeah, totally. Okay, so then, all right, so everybody, some, somebody gets off one way or another sometimes. Yeah. Um, so then what happens from there in the relationship, so to speak? Um... Again, has dependent, but um, sometimes there's been disinterest mm-hmm. pretty close to the sexual barrier that just happened. Right. Um, do they tell you or do they just stop responding? I've had most just stop responding. I did Ugh. have one person who actually we dated for a while, but like he never wanted to like fully commit yeah and that was he actually told me um so there was not an emotional interest in Uh me um would never like fully commit didn't want to be in a relationship with me um other guys have just kind of slowly fallen off the radar yeah without a real explanation so that's why I get very like okay what happened because last week you really liked me this week MIA makes it so. worse because our brain is our worst enemy in that situation because our yeah. ma- imagination can go wild and try to make sense of something that we have no evidence for. Yeah. And I like to believe that it's not solely the sexual barrier because it's a super solvable problem. It just yeah. takes time. And how I've had, is it solvable? I'm just curious. It I'm not- takes. Um, yeah. It's like it's just a muscle issue. So it takes Basically, there's physical therapy for it, and you have to retrain your muscles to relax and to expect pleasure rather than pain. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just like and it's like if you were going to rehab your knee, mm. you know, it can get better. It just yeah. has to. There's just time and okay. you know therapy involved. So um, I've had some who are like, no, totally cool. That doesn't bother me at all. Like, would I like to just get down now? Sure, but I'm totally accept it. Um, do what you got to do. This could even be fun. Mm-hmm. And yet still, so there's something still happens. So I'm like, okay, I feel like that's not, it can't be the sole problem. Like I'd like to believe that people aren't that much of assholes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so, a nice thought. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, maybe I'm like delusional. Maybe that's the root of the whole problem. But And I want to expand more on the vaginismus because okay. I see clients who have it. It's actually a complication with not only the body issues and the muscles contracting but there's a huge mental emotional mm. aspect yeah, to I've it too that. yeah so when you think about um 
I don't know the first time that you experience it. A lot of times my clients have experienced negative messages from family members about sex or um, have brought up in, were brought up into a negative sex culture or had trauma, experienced trauma when they were younger, that the body responds in that way to protect you. So if you if we reframe it as your body's trying to say trying to keep you from being harmed instead of looking at it that my body's not doing what I want it to and making the body an enemy um, looking at it more as it, it's trying to help me for some reason. Now that reason is no longer applicable and working more on that and reframing what the body's doing. But right now I can see how. We must, we, I, I don't know, maybe you've built up over time all these negative messages that my body's just not listening to me and how much more difficult that is to re, re like using your words earlier, retrain the body to respond differently, pleasure instead of pain or fear or anxiousness. Does that kind of, yeah, totally. Cause I think there's definitely a, it's very circular. It's like. Yeah. Okay, this is not aligning with what I'm feeling in the moment. Mm, and yeah. then it continu- there continues to be a disconnect, which mm-hmm. just creates frustration. So mm. it's just kind of a vicious cycle um, with having it not respond the way that I want it to. So, right. yeah, I think I've never looked at it as a... Or I guess I've never been sensitive to it. <laughs> like, oh, well, I like yeah. what you okay. said, <laughs> Dr. Kat. I really like what you said about um. This has helped me. Like a lot of a lot of my clients are like, yeah, I do this every like I screw up every time. It is like, listen, that's a part of you that's benefiting you somehow. Whether you're closing up, um, you know, verbally, may, you, that's your body's way of saying, hey, I don't feel comfortable right now. So kind of alluding to what Dr. Kat was saying in regards to your body is trying to help you out instead of fuck you over, you know? So if you can look at it like that, like, oh, wait, what has this gotten me, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, what has it gotten me and do I still need it? I like that. I think you said, um, I don't need it anymore. Something like that. It's not serving you anymore. Yeah, it doesn't serve me anymore. However, at the same time, what I'm hearing is that you're not telling your partners about this until the very last moment, which only perpetuates your shame for what your body's doing. So it's only feeding into that monster that what my body's doing is really bad. Right, it's and wrong. I don't want to tell you about it until I absolutely have to. And I so- guess then, like, what would be like the normal segue for that? <laughs> I've just never been like. So, so when I do know- you start talking about your vagina? Yeah, birthday, yeah, spectrum. <laughs> Date number one, just so you know. So I have this vagina. My box is is closed. That is very aggressive. It's usually like, okay, you brought me home, like we're on the couch, whatever, and then I have to be like, so I know you brought me up here for a reason, but that right. reason's not going to happen, and here's why. You know what? I have a rule with my guys. Date number one is, can I stand to sit here? Because how mm-hmm. many times have you guys been out with people, and you're like, oh my fucking God, I, I can't believe I'm here right yeah, now. Totally. So can I stand to sit here? Date number two is, do I like this person? Do I actually like them? So you can have a conversation, but are you enjoying that person? You can pretty much know by date two. Yeah, you know yes. by date two. Then date number three is, do I want to have sex with this person? 
person. You can like somebody, you can laugh with them, have a great conversation, you might not want to have sex with them. So I say, you know, if you get to the point where you're like, hey, you know, I think there is chemistry here, like I would love to get in bed with him, I think around that time would be a good cushion. Because if you bring it up any later, now there's this buildup, and then like what Dr. Cat was saying, then when... When his clothes are off, just imagine, we were just talking about men and performance anxiety. Imagine a guy who is really feeling you, and his dick is bare and coming at you, and he's like, I'm gonna fuck! And then you're like, sorry, bro. I'm just, I'm picturing the shame that he must feel. I mean, it's not, like, totally to the point where they're, like, lit. it's literally coming out <laughs> right. my face. I mean, it's just, like... <laughs> that was the image I had the whole time. That was my image, Dr. Cat. Like, like it's coming giant. at you. And she's just, like, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> and her vagina's, like, clawing and trying to eat it. Like, <laughs> I kind of like that visual. It's um, a great image. But I feel like... I don't know. I feel like it's still just, like, to me, it doesn't explain the general disinterest that occurs I mean especially because the ones who continue to date me and who are still excited and then all of a sudden it's not I don't know yeah no and I'm picking up on that and I'm following that the interesting thing is that how often we put off an energy Mm -hmm. that we don't realize that we're putting off so if you're putting off this energy like inside your head you're like okay this is coming up you know this is something that I feel shameful about I'm just putting words out there it might Mm -hmm. not be your experience but I'm feeling this way I don't I I, I'm you're essentially closing yourself off energetically they may not consciously know what's happening but they can see that they can feel that you aren't fully open and present with that so they may not quite they they could be picking up that you're a little more distant because you're not um fully sharing that part of you or that that you don't like that part of you I think that could, but what about like, but even after I tell them and then it's like out in the open and I'm like, all right, well now they know there's not a secret anymore. I don't know. I mean, one thing I was going to say, piggybacking off what Dr. Kat says, um, if you feel, I always say, if you feel it, they feel it too. So with the Mm -hmm. energy you're talking about Dr. Kat in regards to, okay, I told them and now, now what? Let's see. Um, I could see them thinking like, oh shit, like. Okay, now what, too? Mm -hmm. And also, men, women have sex when they feel connected. Men have sex to connect. So if they're sitting there and they really like you, you know, and you're telling them, sorry, it's not going to happen. To them, it's kind of, going back to this energy aspect, you're kind of cutting off that flow of them being able to have these feelings for you, so to speak. That's how I see it. And and I can imagine you you know disclosing these things to them, and then you're and then you're sitting back and watching, and yeah. you're waiting. You're like, how is he going? What's he going to do yeah. now? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Is yeah. he going to stay? Is he going to go? And then he picks up on that, and then he gets nervous. Do I stay? Do I go? Do right. I do I hang out with her? She feels nervous. She I can pick up. She's not happy about this. What do you do? And in then that I situation? think like that kind of plays onto then when I get all confused about then having the conversation of like uh, you know. It's, I get weird, like, okay, if I bring it up, like, or if I ask them if they still like me, you know, yeah. it's kind of a similar, um, like, weirdness. Feeds back right. into yeah. the cycle, yeah. Interesting conversation so far going on with Mermaid over here. You want to join in? Hit us up, 855-PLAYBOY, 855-PLAYBOY. Now, I got a question. Now, we talked about, like, the sex part, everything leading up to sex and the possibility of it and the conversations that go around it surrounding uh, a lot of the issues with the vaginismus that you're experiencing. 
But have you gone beyond that? Do you, have you had any long-term, long-lasting relationships? Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had one that was like kind of getting there, but I, I was in college and I studied abroad and then transferred. And so I was like, distance is not going to be a thing. And then um, <clears throat> beyond that, no. Um, I've, I've had, you know, been on, like, I'll go on a few more dates with the person. Even after that happens, like I said, they're like, cool, awesome, no problem, all good. Like, do what you got to do, mm-hmm. do what we can. And I'm like, fabulous. And they're like, I'm still really into you. And, yeah, you know, I really like you as a human being. So, like, that's fine. And then still, it doesn't ever fully become, like, a relationship still. And it pretty like it pretty, still cuts off pretty early on. Uh huh. Um. One thing you said was that you're you are working on it. So have you been able to have sex with any of those guys? Not pleasurably. Like yeah. it's successfully been inside yeah. of me, but right. it's never felt pleasurable. Oh. Yeah. And how that might be for the guy, you know, seeing you in pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't. I've had some dudes who've like actually gone just completely flaccid oh, because no. they're like, I don't I, hurt they you. think they're gonna hurt me, and it's like. Wow. Yeah, so it causes a disconnect. Well, one thing, Sam, you can probably say more about this because you do have a penis. Um, (laughs) You know, my clients are always, back back to this performance anxiety thing, a lot of guys want to know that they're doing something right. Men are generally doers. All right, I'm going to do this and it's going to work. And I could see it being so where they like you enough and you're like, all right, yeah, let's try, let's try. And they try it out and they're like, fuck, look, I still can't make it good for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, this is something that's been known to happen, especially for guys that have held out for a long time. Yes. Mm. Uh, if, if you have guys that are like mid-20s, 30s, 40-year-old virgins, mm. they're going to have this idea of sex built up so much in their head that the second a woman perhaps looks at their dick, they're going to bust a nut because right. they're so excited about it. Yeah. They also may feel that level of anxiety, that stress, like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know if I'm going to please this person. And they're going to get so wound up in their own thoughts that they're going to actually kill their boner. Yeah. Yes. Or yes. Because, worse, they may get so drunk in preparation for it because they're so nervous that they end up with whiskey dick. Yeah, they self sabotage themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Because you have to be connected with your body and, and and relaxed in order to perform. But if you're stuck in your head, you aren't going to get the good blood flow um, into the genitals to be able to to perform. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had it where like before I even fully understood what the issue was. Uh, you know, that I was like, cool, like, I'll, I'm down always to try and I'll just yeah. let you know if it's painful. Like, I'll absolutely tell you. And they still get all, then it becomes, they get anxious about it. Mm. Yeah. Um, because they think that they're causing me harm, even though I've said I'm willing to try yeah. and I will stop you. You know, right. uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm not going to let you keep going. Um, but yeah, it's still just as kind of a clusterfuck. <laughs> Now, do the uh, does the pain aspect only occur with penetration, or do you have pain also through oral sex? Just penetration. You said you're in physical therapy, correct? Mm-hmm. How long have you been working on this? Um, actually, not very, because I started. I finally was like, okay, this is the more I started dating. Because for a long time, like I just didn't really date or do anything, so mm. it wasn't an issue really, other right. than with my own personal day-to-day life Uh so when I started dating a lot more I decided to take action and see what was going on so I started physical therapy at the beginning of the summer and I went to a couple sessions and then I moved here so and now it took me a while to get into the swing of things so then now I've started to contact an office here and getting like re into it Uh so I've 
kind of barely begun, haven't made significant strides because I took a break because I moved. Mm. So it's a recent endeavor. Okay. Um, I'm also wondering, because um, Dr. Kat pointed out a really good um, idea. It's it's very, everything with your body is usually very mental, very psychological. I'm wondering if you're doing any, if you're in counseling at all or seeing a therapist. I mean, I guess like, because the, the gynecologist that I spoke to about it did bring yeah. that up and mm. I can't like rack my like I there's not a catalyst for it that I can think of like I haven't had any trauma like or abuse mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. I, like I don't know <laughs> it's kind of funny um I actually brought that up to my first physical physical therapy consultation of course like she asked me that if I was yeah. uh-huh. comfortable revealing it right and I said no I can't it's just been that way as long as I can remember yeah there's just always general discomfort and like I said I you know couldn't wear tampons and I didn't understand why and all this stuff and she kind of was just like she actually asked me about my diet uh-huh. and um mm. I'm lactose intolerant and she okay. said well, you know how long have you realized that and I said only about a year and she said okay well a lot of times if you have like severe digestive issues mm-hmm. that like can actually like train your whole area to just be tense Mm-hmm. So I kind of think maybe that's it. I see that a lot with people who have a lot of anxiety too. Your whole digestive tract contracts. So I don't know if you struggle with stomach pains and that kind of thing. That's also something that's similar with a lot of men who experience premature ejaculation from what I understand. Ah, what? From ra- that, that sense if they have digestive problems, they're flexing the same muscles and constricting the oh. same muscles that actually control orgasm. Interesting. Uh-huh. So, the pelvic floor. Yeah. yeah. So if, they're, if they have like a gassy stomach, if they have bubble gut, they're going to be, and they're used to having that feeling constantly, yeah. those muscles are going to be con- constricted the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, honestly, the way I see it is, um, if anything, you called it a cyclical process in terms of, and you know, that's exactly what I pictured is, oh no, what's he going to think? Oh no, I have to tell him and see, look, this is what's happening. I just, I, for me, I tell everybody to do therapy. So if anything, I'm always like, all right, let's talk about what your thoughts are surrounding it. Um, your anxious thoughts in the moment, your anxious thoughts after, um, whether or not there was trauma, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a trauma. It yeah, it could be. be negative messages about sex. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, or yeah. Just yourself from having gone through this so many times. I mean, I think I, I have a little bit of like, there is a little bit of anxiety to like tell them, you mm. know, and to be like, what's uh-huh. the reaction going to be? Right. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I'm, I'm pretty fine. Like once they're fine, you know, like so once I get the okay that they're like, sure, that doesn't bother me. That's totally cool. And I'm like, all right, great. And then, you know, after that, it doesn't cause me anxiety about like what they're going to think and what it's going to do, because I know eventually it'll be handled. And if they're going to be patient with me, then fabulous. You know, mm-hmm. if they're like in it for the long haul kind of thing. And then but then there's still something that always goes awry and it never amounts to anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I still don't, I feel like it would still be a stretch to say all of this is because of my vagina muscles. <laughs> like, I, just, I don't know. There's like still a disconnect for me with that. Yeah. Yeah. If well, okay. So then point. let's go back to the original issue at mm-hmm. hand, which mermaid said was, damn, where all these boys be going. Mm-hmm. 
what do I do? Do I like hit them up? Do I not hit them up? You know, I think we I think we said something like, all right, yeah. well, I'm not going to text him first today. I, that's yeah, one like of my that things. kind of that's I'm not the text kind of crap first. that I totally do. And I'm like, well, yeah. do they want me to initiate? Do they want me to be like, hey, yeah. what are you doing Friday? And, but then I've also had some guys where I've actually asked them. They say that they want that, and then I've been like, okay, so if I had asked you out, would you have thought I was desperate? And then they're like, well, yeah, kinda. Really? So it's like yeah. what? So many mixed messages. Yeah, it's so mixed. Yeah, we talked about it earlier, mixed messages. What are women allowed to do? There you go. What are women allowed to do? To me, I know with the boy I was, you know, thrusting myself at, I wondered, like, does he feel emasculated because I'm the one taking initiative, you know? So then I was getting down on myself, like, all right, I guess I'm just supposed to sit back and wait. You know, and I feel yeah. like that's a message a lot of women have. Mm-hmm. But and the, yeah, and I feel like even though it's like okay, it's only been a couple of weeks, but I'm already getting missed messages. So I'm just like, okay, well, if I bring that up, am I going to be that girl? Yeah, you know that kind what of thing. girl. Tell us what girl. Like the needy, desperate, dramatic kind. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, no, I promise, I'm actually super cool and simple, mm-hmm. and it's fine. I just would like to know what you're thinking, so I can either be down or move on. Yeah. You know. Which I, I love what you just said right there at the end, because that is a very assertive statement. But when we start having these thoughts of, I don't want to be this girl, I don't want to be desperate, I don't want to be needed, needy, then we become more passive. It's mm-hmm. amazing how our thoughts affect our behaviors totally. and how we decide not in activity because of those thoughts and that, and, and that um, yeah. And, yeah, another thing you said, Mermaid, was... Um, are you down? Because I need to know if I should be down or go. It mm-hmm. sounds really dependent on them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, well, if you point. like me, then I like you too. Yeah. But if you don't like me, fine, I don't like you either. That's a great question. And yeah. how many, often do we get caught up with, oh my God, does he like me? Does he yeah, like me? I hope like you me? like him. Yeah, yeah that's well, the big question. Okay. Are you well, into then, but him? Then it, but it's worse though, like if I'm like, okay, I like him crap you know I do because then I feel like more emotionally invested and it causes more anxiety it's like but when I like him and then I don't know if he still likes me poop emoji that's when it yeah yeah, exactly I mean how can you ever really know unless you're putting yourself out there you know I say to my guys all the time listen you can sit here and wait for all these signals but you have to ask yourself how into this person am I and if I am what am I willing to do about it and what am I not willing to do about it I mean, God, you know, the, ugh, Dr. Katz says this thing about these things. You tell yourself, I don't want to be crazy. I don't want to be dramatic. Mm-hmm. But that's the stuff that feels great when you get to be crazy and dramatic and into somebody. And if you're holding yourself back, um, what what message is that giving him? Yeah, see, then I don't know how I'm coming across to them. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just gets, yeah. <laughs> so It sounds like you're just scared to scare them away. Exactly. Yes. Okay. You. Girl, exactly. I hear you. I hear you. Well, let's me. look at this. Let's look at this. What would a gr- an aggressive girl look like? Dude, I don't even know. I don't know any like that. Probably I like naked that question. In bed. No, Two I men, like though. that question. I mean, I know a lot of really, really strong, powerful women, but I don't really know how they like operate in this kind of situation. Well, what would well, needy? What would needy aggressive look like? needy aggressive mm-hmm. I don't, maybe that, you just, don't want to be that chick right just like yeah i mean i kind of picture this whole like you know do you still like me or what's going on like what are you doing like that kind of bullshit okay, okay. so which i'm not like that i'm not i don't care like what they're doing or whatever but it's yeah i guess i i almost want to be like okay am i just being like irrational and making up a bunch of crap in my head and i'm uh-huh. making assumptions uh-huh. or is this like a valid thing to bring up at this point 
Okay. So I think first identifying what would a passive person look like that would probably put off the image of, um, I'm ignoring you, right. Mm -hmm. Or just allowing somebody to do all the work for you. Like Jess was saying, the ball's always in your court. I'm not going to act. Like I'm not going to text you today. You're going to text me. Aggressive would probably look like Jess getting naked in his bed and (laughs) cooing. Hey, that's not aggressive. That's very passive aggressive <laughs> if, we, if we can uh, but it's not bad it, right if we look at it that's passive aggressive like I'm just gonna walk around with my butt hanging out yeah. in this song uh-huh. that's uh-huh. passive aggressive but then aggressive also, is I'm blowing you and you're asleep yeah. let's be real you're not that girl but I'm also, not that girl Dr. Cat. and also as you're, you were saying that I love how you said that Jess the needy aggressive you mm-hmm. know the um, texting them 20 times a day mm. when they're not responding Bonding, yeah. Or they, right. they, where are we going? What are we doing? Yeah. Where is this happening? That's what I don't want to be, even though that's what's going on in my head. And but it you're sounds not- like... I was going to say, it sounds like you're the exact opposite. Yes, you're not yeah. acting on those. Yeah, do you know how many yeah. of my clients sit there and like, well, she doesn't seem to like me. I guess it's over. They they get so insecure about, mm-hmm. um, you know what? I guess it's just, she's just not feeling it. Like, I haven't heard uh-huh. from her. She doesn't like text me all the time. Uh, a lot of these guys think that like women go crazy when they really like a guy. And when they don't see that, they get really down on themselves. Ugh, she only texted me twice. Yeah. But I guess like, like what do you yeah. do if like, I'm like more on there and though like if because at first I've been like well they'll text me all the time and they're texting me all day and they're like yes I want to see you again I'll see you again and then that just all of a sudden like stops Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like was that just your initial like right off the bat courting process or is like was I just too easy to actually say yes like that's the kind of crap that goes through my head is like when they shift and I'm like okay did I create that shift or did you just change your mind yeah and I think it's neither your fault or their fault I think mm-hmm. I always say when there's uh, in an interaction there's always at least two people who who are involved yeah. you both have a part in it now it's just not clear mm-hmm. you know how much on on either side what would it look like to be assertive in what you're wanting with this other person I guess I don't know that's where the fear comes because it's like will that scare them away and will they be like chick why are you like already getting into this you know that's the conversation that prevents me from being like hey could you clarify what's going on for you right now I want to know what would be so bad about these guys knowing you liked them Ooh, I don't know I I mean some of them I've actually told like yeah I like you too but I think I like you too I like you too I like you too not I like you I like you too no it's still in their court too yes Mm. it's like responding to them well because usually they like me first and then I decide of course they do look at that hair girl (laughs) I mean it's just like Ariel over there right I just you know what and I hear this from girls I don't hear this from men so much but I hear this from girls just um there's no control in it you know what Mm -hmm. I mean I have he has to make the move he has to be the one to say something he has to be the one putting out the effort because otherwise like I'm that needy girl yeah, I'm too then I, easy I tend to think that if he's not or right. not doing it as much then I think he's disinterested yeah like he's not that into yeah. me and I don't know if that's true or not mm-hmm. so what it, you know <laughs> To be able to own what's going on for us, what we're feeling, mm-hmm. even if it's a slight anxiety, is so vulnerable. And it yet is. we cannot move forward and we cannot create stronger bonds if we aren't vulnerable. Now, that's actually the point I was trying to make. It sounds like one of the issues that we're having here, it might be you're cock blocking yourself 
from uh-huh. allowing yourself to being from being vulnerable, maybe because there's a, uh, an emotional connection that you are praying that someone has, but you're so afraid that they're going to let it down if they don't share that same connection with you. And potentially that might actually be one of the anxiety factors uh, triggering a lot of the physical aspect of it. It might be almost a a somatic response to it. Yeah. I mean, I love the way she said it perfectly at the beginning. It's all this cycle. It sounds like everything is feeding into each other. It's not just the mental. It's not just the emotional. It's not just the physical. It is more than likely all of that together. Yeah. And I think with the vulnerability thing, it's kind of like, even though I know that it would be like very powerful and very brave to like go to that space and to just be completely honest about what I'm feeling and ask for clarity, there's still this like hesitation to actually do it because, you know, it's just the same old anxiety of like, well, it's too soon to like get into that or will it scare them away if I'm Mm -hmm. that like emotional that soon? So, yeah, and then I remain paralyzed. Yeah. Sometimes, have you ever experienced where you opened up to somebody about anything and then somebody else opened up to you about something else Mm -hmm. that was vulnerable for them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it sometimes people are waiting for somebody to give them an opportunity to be open and vulnerable, but we wait. Mm -hmm. We're like, is it okay to be vulnerable? And we wait for that invitation. Right. And I feel like, you know what, I feel like men, men can do and do and do, but when it comes to emotions, they're like, oh no, she should go first. Like, that's generally what I see, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'll take her on the date, yeah. I'll pay, I'll put my penis out and see what happens, but when uh-huh. it comes to I like you, does she like me, they want to see the emotions from women, because they generally know that that's how women are. Mm-hmm. And guys have that extra message of men don't be yes, emotional. Yes, exactly. Yeah, really unfortunate. Be, yes, it, it is. Absolutely. It definitely is. Oh, I can't show her that I like her. Oh, yeah. I can't show her that that that. I, but that somebody's I'm gotta make this. the first move. We just can't have Nick Jessica run around. Yeah, not, you know what I mean. Like somebody's got to do it. The question is, do you want to do it? Yeah. And then uh, the fear of the response if I do it. You know. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds like the next step right there is really finding the yes. pathway to allowing yourself to be comfortable with yourself in that vulnerable state, with or without somebody there. It sounds like that yeah. might just be. It may not be the other person triggering that defensiveness of your vulnerability. It may be something that individually you have that initial defense set up, and you might need to kind of do some work to crack into that defense in order to allow yourself to be at peace with your vulnerability in that state. Mm-hmm. There is a world we can go into. I was right just going to say that that's a whole other animal. Yeah, we talked seriously. about vulnerability last week. You know, I did a lot, you know, you and I have vibed a lot on this mermaid in terms of you go first, you go first, you go first. And I swear to God, if not for my therapist, I remember walking in that first day and I told her, I am extremely emotionally closed off. So let's work on that. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't have weird behaviors. Sometimes I have a cigarette. You know, I'm not an alcoholic, but I do like to drink. But I need to know how to be emotionally vulnerable if we could just focus on that. Yeah, I think what's interesting for me, though, is that emotional vulnerability doesn't scare me until it becomes in this part of my life. Yes. I mean, this is the part that's the scariest. Friends, especially female friends, like, please, I'll be like the first to go. But (laughs) like in the dating area, it's still like, okay, maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. Because now, because it's, there's not so much weight in our girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. You know, I can get another girlfriend. Yes. It's also, it's a different kind of 
I feel like emotional vulnerability. It is. Oh, for sure. It definitely I don't have is. To, like, it has to do with your body. Look at my friend really. and be like, here's what I feel about you. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, this is the one that means somebody literally being inside you. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. That's that vulnerability. Like mm-hmm. nakedness is oh, the yeah. most vulnerable state that you can be. Yeah. Really, we can go on this topic for another three or four hours. We, I feel like we just scratched the surface with Mermaid over here. Sadly, it's only an hour show, so we kind of need to get ro- running here. But we were t- just talking about vulnerability, Mermaid. I got to thank you for coming on here. Talking about what you talked about, it's actually something you had to allow yourself to be vulnerable to do. So I got to thank you for allowing yourself to be vulnerable with us on the show today. Mermaid, that kicked ass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for processing me. I appreciate it. I think it was an honor. And I think you just spoke the words of so many men and women out there. I hope so. Because it was kind of like, all right, I'm just going to go there. Maybe it'll help somebody else. Yes. (laughs) Yay. Well, thank you. And if you want to be a guest on the couch, hit us up. We are at Playboy the Couch on Twitter. Also, that is our Instagram. If you want to be a part of the show, just drop us a direct message. Until next time, I'm Sam. We got Dr. Cat, Jessica J. Thank you so much for joining us on the couch. PlayboyRadio.com.